0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Fenty Beauty, and Expedia
2: It was a Saturday evening, November 12, 2016. 26-year-old Joey Cominale was out with friends, clubbing in New York City.
0: He had hundreds of friends. Hundreds of friends. Joey always had
2: this positive outlook on life.
3: When you were with him, you felt like you could fly. That
2: was the last time any of them would see or talk to him again. Joey's
4: missing. He's somewhere. It's gotta be somewhere. Hey, where's Joey? Uh, Have you heard from Joey?
3: This isn't like him to not call me back.
4: There's something really wrong.
2: Friends, family, frantically calling and searching. Sunday. Monday.
4: Tuesday. Wednesday. Everyone was still trying to get a clear-cut answer as to what was going on.
3: Sources say 26-year-old Joseph Communale came to this building early Sunday morning with friends. Why? Why were you there? Why did you meet them? Why'd you go out that night?
5: If you were invited to go to Sutton Place, you would want to go there. It's like its own private enclave that only money can penetrate.
3: Kamin father reported him
5: missing when he never came home.
2: What's now going through your mind? The worst, the worst. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think happened in apartment 4C? Something went terribly, terribly wrong. It was the last place you'd ever think a person would be in danger. A swanky apartment in a multi-million dollar New York neighborhood, Sutton Place. But sometimes, monsters come in disguise. I'm Aaron Moriarty, and this is my life of crime. We begin our story about an hour north of New York, in Stamford, Connecticut, where Joey Cominale grew up and still lived. He was close with his family, especially his dad, Pat. They talked every day. But by late morning on Sunday, November 13th, Pat hadn't heard a word from him.
0: I know it sounds crazy, but in New York, things don't really start until late. It's not unheard of for kids to come home at six in the morning, and I figured he's sleeping.
2: Joey had gone to the city to catch up with a college buddy, Pritham Devika Karababu, a part-time promoter at the Gilded Lily, a club then located in the sheep Meatpacking District in Manhattan.
4: I was working, so... I'd be able to take care of everyone that came in.
3: Did you ever worry about him? I worried about Joey because I loved him, but I knew that, you know, he always surrounded himself with good people.
2: Alyssa Libretto was Joey Cominelli's on-and-off girlfriend. They met at Hofstra University, and they had been dating for about five years. Joey was working as a sales associate at his father's security company, Elisa was a teacher.
3: He is like the rest of us. He wants to have fun, doesn't want any problems.
2: Elisa would normally have gone with Joey to the city, but on that particular Saturday, she and Joey were on the outs.
3: We had a little bit of like a disagreement, and I was like, you know what? I just need a little bit of space. Like, I'll talk to him in the morning.
2: So Joey drove in with a friend, Stephen Nasso.
5: We hop on the Mayor Parkway, shoot down in New York City.
2: Joey and his friends partied at the Gilded Lily into the early morning. As the club began to close, they can be seen on surveillance video walking out. Joey stopped to talk to three women when, out of the blue, two men, complete strangers, joined them.
5: There's six or seven million people in New York City and they crossed paths with us.
2: At that point, Steven Nasso did something he would come to regret. He borrowed Joey's cell phone to call his girlfriend and stepped away from the group. But when Steven turned back, Joey and that group had disappeared. He jumped in a cab and went off with these, these two guys. Why do you think he did? Do you know?
5: I just don't know, but I guarantee they're saying that they have a penthouse apartment. There's girls, guys, dad's a jeweler. And that jeweler was the jeweler to the stars. You're talking about Oprah Winfrey. Jennifer. You're talking about Jennifer Lopez. He sold an engagement ring to Melania and Donald Trump. That's
2: veteran New York crime reporter Murray Weiss. Believe me, after working for the tabloids and now 48 hours, he's seen it all. He says that Joey, not quite ready to call it a night, thought he was
5: going to a star-studded after party. So Joey went along leaving his phone behind with his friend thinking i'll get it tomorrow no big deal they just jumped in a couple of cabs and off they went Stephen, believing that joey had
2: gone to a party uptown headed back to connecticut with joey's phone hours later on sunday afternoon that phone
5: began ringing it was his father he said hey where's joey I said uh, he stayed in the city, and he was like, All right, well, something happened. Um, f- find him for me. So
0: then I went to Joey's place, and he wasn't there.
2: Did you talk to him every day?
0: Yeah, every day. He'd talk about the Yankees and the Rangers. And... I'm
2: so sorry, Pat. <laughs> no one was too worried yet. Stephen got in touch with Preetham, who tracked down a guy named Larry who had been with Joey at that after party.
4: Larry told us that he doesn't know where Joey went.
2: And that's when the vast network of Joey's friends got to work, combing through social media, searching for any scrap of information about Joey's last movements. Friend Mike Mullen says they plugged that Larry's phone number into Google
4: and they got a last name. And actually his Facebook popped up, Lawrence DeLeon, is this the kid? Yeah, that's the kid we were with last night. Max was the one who really put everything in motion.
1: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: Max Brancinelli was perhaps Joey's closest friend. He manages a restaurant, but when he heard Joey was missing, he became an online detective. Did you ever try to track down or retrace somebody's steps before using social media?
4: No. You're in a panic and you're trying to find your, your friend.
2: So show me where you started.
4: So I went on Instagram here.
2: And why Instagram? Why would you start there?
4: Instagram, you can click on the location of the place and it will show people that posted a picture there publicly will all come up in that from that place.
2: And that's when Max saw a photo of a friend named Alvin. But that's not the only reason he stopped at that particular photo.
4: I know the type of girls Joey chases, is their dark features and I just had a bunch. I screenshotted the picture and I sent it to the group of the guys that were out at the club with him the night before.
2: And what'd they say?
4: They're like, yeah, it's that girl right there on the right. And I was like, wow.
2: Amazingly, the girl in the photo had been part of the group that Joey had chatted with outside the Gilded Lily before heading to the Sutton Place party. Max called Alvin, who happened to have her phone number.
4: So I then hit her up. Do you remember being with Joey last night? Like We can't find him. He's missing. And she told me like, yeah, we were with him last night.
2: She told him that when the party ended early that Sunday morning, Larry DeLeon and Joey walked her and her friends to an
4: Uber. Okay, so he was still there. She said, yeah, I saw him. They waved and he walked back. He looked like he was going back inside with Larry. I said, so he 100% wasn't with you. She said, no. I said, okay.
2: But when Max called Larry, that Larry DeLeon, he claimed Joey never went back inside the apartment.
4: And he's like, he left with the girls. He left in the Uber with the girls.
2: Two very different stories. At this point, I'm not sure who's lying to me. It looked like a dead end. But how does a healthy 26-year-old man simply disappear? Joey's family, his younger sister Alexa, his dad Pat and mom Lisa had never worried about his nights out on the town. He loved going to the city. He did it all the time. He loved it. You know, he'd go to Ranger games. He'd go to the
0: Yankee games. He'd go to the Giant games.
2: Pat Communale, a warm, gregarious man, he's called Mr. C by Joey's friends, may live in a tony part of Connecticut, but he's a Bronx kid at heart. He founded a successful security firm that he later sold for more than $400 million. But that money meant nothing, now that his only son was missing. How important is family to you, Pat? Hmm. Yeah, family's important. That's, that's everything. Tell me about his relationship with his dad.
3: I have never seen a person admire their father so much. I've never seen a father admire their son so much. They were inseparable.
2: By Sunday evening, Joey had now been missing for about 10 hours. His dad phoned Larry DeLeon, the guy who'd been at the Sutton Place apartment with Joey.
0: Larry says, they walked the girls out to the car and that's the last they saw.
2: But then DeLeon provided one small additional detail about Joey, that to Pat seemed off.
0: He said, the last I heard of him, he said he was going to get cigarettes.
2: Did that make sense?
0: It didn't make any sense, because if you talk to his, his friends, they'll tell you that he never bought a pack of cigarettes in his life.
2: Pat then decided to file a missing persons report. So, I said, all right, let me go to Le- Stanford PD. Pat gave Larry DeLeon's phone number to the on-duty sheriff. DeLeon denied knowing where Joey was, but he did provide the names and numbers of two friends at the party, James Rackover and Max Gemma. Zillion also provided the address, 418 East 59th Street in Manhattan at the Grand Sutton. Apartment 4C was home to then 25-year-old James Rackover.
0: You're not expecting an issue
2: in Sutton Place. Sutton Place is is a beautiful place to live. No one would disagree. Over the years, the neighborhood's been home to a parade of celebrities, including Marilyn Monroe. Michael Jackson and rock star Freddie Mercury. What could go wrong in the Upper East Side? And do you know anything about Larry DeLeon or James Rackover or Max Gemma at that point? You know nothing nothing about them.
3: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
2: Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
4: I could stay here forever.
2: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. But as the days passed, the police would find out a lot more about the three young men, all in their 20s, who partied that morning with Joey. The three young men in this story are young men of privilege. Larry DeLeon worked in real estate and came from a well-off New Jersey family that owned thoroughbred horses. Max Gemma was a computer software salesman whose father was once the mayor of Oceanport, New Jersey. He had been in business with Jared Kushner, President Trump's son-in-law. But no one appeared to live a more charmed life than James Rackover, who lived in apartment 4C. His father, Jeffrey, who had a much larger apartment in the same building, specialized in getting one-of-a-kind pieces of jewelry for the world's rich and beautiful. Reporter Murray Wise grew up a block
5: away from Jeffrey. And while we weren't close, our families knew each other. He not only cultivated becoming a jeweler to the stars, he wanted to be among them. He was friends with Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. He came to know Oprah. His apartment has photographs of himself with all these personalities. James enjoyed the good life. He was an aspiring model working in the insurance business. I think Joy had an opportunity to go to a fancy part of New York City, into a fancy apartment, and he went along. But investigators would later discover that James Rackover wasn't
2: exactly the person he appeared to be, that he was hiding something. Joey Cominelli couldn't have known that. On Monday morning at 9 a.m., Joey's dad, Pat, filed a missing persons report in New York as well. It was now a little over 24 hours since anyone reported seeing Joey. At the NYPD's 17th Police Precinct, Pat told Detective Yeoman Castro everything he knew.
0: Detective Castro, I still remember saying, let's go to the building. We jumped in the police car.
2: When they arrived at the Grand Sutton, Detective Castro asked to view the building's surveillance video. And then he
0: starts reviewing video. They asked me a couple times to come in to identify if that was my son.
2: <laughs> so we did. At some point you see your son. Jack became emotional when he described how he felt watching his son Joey and Larry DeLeon on video walking the three women out to the curb. But then what do you see?
0: We see him come back into the building.
2: So you see Larry DeLeon and your son walking back in the building? And what did that say to you?
0: They're lying. There's a
2: problem here. If you remember, Larry DeLeon had said that Joey never went back inside the building. Larry lied, but why? It was all too much for Pat. Detective Castro asked him to go back and wait at the police station. So as I went
0: outside to make phone calls, the porter started to bring garbage out.
2: And I ran back
0: inside and I said to the police, don't let the garbage go. Make sure you search all the bags. I just kind of had that sense that if these guys were lying, there could be something in the garbage.
2: And sadly, there was... Inside those bags, police discovered Joey's bloody pants, his shirt, and his driver's license. Also tossed in the trash, a special chain that Joe always wore that had been given to him by his father.
0: I said to myself, I don't think he walked out of the building alive.
2: But what did happen to Joey Common inside apartment 4C? Police suspected he was dead, but they didn't know that for sure. I mean, why would someone kill him? What if he was being held somewhere? None of the three men who had been at that party on Saturday night were talking, but surveillance footage would fill in some details. On Sunday night, 14 hours after Joey Cominelli and Larry DeLeon last were seen walking the women to their Uber. Other cameras caught James Rackover coming out of the building's garage, taking his father's Mercedes-Benz for a drive. His movements were then tracked using the NYPD's network of cameras on the streets,
5: on the highways, and inside the tunnels. They quickly put in Rackover's Mercedes-Benz license plate and bing, bing, bing. It started showing up going down the FDR Drive. The car went south around southern Manhattan. It then made a turn into the Holland Tunnel that led out to New Jersey. Why was James Rackover going to New Jersey after dark? And what was in his car?
2: NYPD detectives weren't able to pinpoint precisely where Rackover went. Investigators knew time wasn't on their side. They had to find Joey. Until then, He had lived a charmed life. The athlete with tons of friends. The son who was loved and loving. Every man's son. So could this happen to anyone's son? Cops needed a break.
5: And they soon got it from Larry DeLeon. And he agreed to meet with them. And they sensed that there was something that he wanted to say. And so the detective said to him, you know, what do you want to tell us? We have a missing boy here. His family, you know, wants to know what happened to him. What Larry DeLeon finally revealed to police would crack the
2: case. Pat Cominelli would finally find his son, but it wasn't the reunion he hoped for. Find out what happened in apartment four C in part two. I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 Hours, and that's my life of crime. A special thanks to the 48 Hours team, as well as my producers, Sam Egan, Alan Pang, and CBS Audio. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CBS Life of Crime. We'll see you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator